When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right. Welcome into Purple Daily. I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing, and we're going to dive into another tale of the tape, Vikings versus Saints in the NFC this year. We've already gone through the NFC North, but real quick, a uh, thank you to Federated Insurance and also Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Big Brothers and Big Sisters creates and supports one-to-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of youth and helps them reach their full potential. By investing in our kids and our youth, we strengthen our communities. And Federated is doing this, raising tens of millions of dollars over the years as part of the Federated Challenge. Go to federatedchallenge.org if you want to help that mentor relationship Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America is the oldest and largest youth mentoring organization in the United States. And you can find out more and you can help by donating at federatedchallenge.org. Gentlemen, we've gone through our tail of the tape throughout the NFC North division with the Packers, Bears, and Lions. And I will say, we did that Lions-Vikings tail of the tape after the ownership news came out this morning that... uh, I, I can't remember her name, but like the principal owner from the Ford family. Is it Martha? Martha Ford. I don't know. Yep. Okay. No, I think you yep. got it. I think it's Martha Ford. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Lions are on the brink of major change here now that they're going to have different voices still in the Ford family. But I'm still very confident the Vikings are much better than the Detroit Lions. So Matt Patricia, see you later. <laughs> if the Ford family smart, though. First move will be to fire the coach. But today's tale of the tape centers around the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. They've had a couple epic playoff battles. Who dat? 2017 and 19. Who dat? Who dat? The Viking. The Vikings might be dat because they seem to have the Saints number in the playoffs. So let's go through our tale of the tape. We're going to go through quarterback, head coach, offense, defense, and total team for 2020. Who do you like? Let's start with quarterback, Kirk Cousins or or Drew Brees, or if you want to go with quarterback situations, uh, Sean Mannion and Jameis Winston being the backups. Who do you take? Oh, Tail don't the forget Taysom Hill, too. Taysom Hill's still there. That's true. Taysom Hill. Yep. Okay. Some damage once more. Okay. I understand that the Vikings went into the Superdome and beat the Saints, and I was very impressed, okay? So to be clear, I'm not dismissing that. But if you right now are asking me which quarterback do I take, Kirk Cousins, so let's just peel this back to starters. Kirk Cousins or Drew Brees? I still have to go Drew Brees. Drew Brees to me, until he just proves he can't damn play, which, by the way, might be 2020. I don't know. But we're talking about this going into 2020. And so far, Drew Brees, 
even though he lost to the Vikings in the playoff game, and the Vikings did a great job defensively of confusing him, Drew Brees, to me, is still the better quarterback. And so if I had to pick quarterback situations, too, um, if I had Drew Brees and I had Jameis Winston, okay, I don't really like him much. Uh, Taysom Hill, though, definitely provides some abilities from that position being used in a role in which he is uh, brought in as sort of a change-up. I am taking the Saints. I'm taking Drew Brees. Subject to change, but for right now, that's how I feel. Dex? I have uh, been pretty vocal. I think Drew Brees has fallen off a cliff this year, just like I think Tom Brady's fallen off a cliff this year. They hit this 40 magic number mark, and they are just going to go all the way down the tube. I I think Drew Brees is arguably one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play in my lifetime. Uh, He, up until last year, still hasn't shown very low signs of of slowing down, but I, I think if that quarterback play starts to slip a little bit, then that team's in serious, serious trouble. And that can be said about a lot of teams, but I, I think when I look at how the Vikings are still set up with Mike Zimmer's defense and the way he's able to scheme, I trust that the Vikings are still going to be successful. So I, I'm, I'm getting Kirk Cousins over Drew Brees. So, all right, you know, <clears throat> I think we've, we, we went over our quarterback rankings earlier in the week here on Purple Daily, and I actually have Drew Brees as a top five NFL quarterback still. And I don't know what like outside of maybe his arm looked a little tired at times late in the year last year. Like this dude has led the NFL in completion percentage the last three years, 72, 74 and 74%. He's gone 11 and five, 13 and two and eight and three as a starter. And he's still throwing for touchdowns and yards per attempt are up around eight. Like all of the metrics are there for Drew Brees. The eye test is there for Drew Brees. And so um, like to Declan's point, yeah, like when you hit 40, usually there's a clock that is that is ticking very, very aggressively. And Brett Farr found that out when he got to his last year in a Vikings uniform. But I just feel like we've reached a different era in quarterback play, this uncharted territory where we can't just write great quarterbacks off at 40 because they're 40. I mean, Tom Brady's 43, and we're still waiting technically for him to fall off the cliff. I think if Drew Brees is engaged and he wants it, I think he can still play at a high level. Now, if he goes down, Teddy Bridgewater was great as a, as a fill-in quarterback last year. For I don't think he – I think he went like 5-0. and oh. yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't lose a game. He went undefeated. Um, now, Jameis Winston might come in and throw 17 interceptions over five games and sabotage them. And so Drew Brees does have to stay out. Taysom healthy. Hill might saying, play too. But like Taysom Hill has, like, Taysom Hill is a gimmick player. You know, it's not like right. Taysom Hill has a bunch of experience but Sean you know, Payton, taking snaps. Sean Payton is a good offensive mind for sure. I'm just saying that I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, predict that the Saints will fall off the table completely if Brees gets hurt. Yeah. And, and I agree with, I think, I think their team is built structurally. Um, not necessarily to go twelve and four completely without Drew Brees, right. but I think I think they're still a competitive team without Drew Brees. But I will say Drew Brees in my tail of the tape over Kirk Cousins, even though Kirk Cousins is very good. Okay, uh, next item on the list is head coach Sean Payton, who's right there with Bill Belichick as one of the longest tenured head coaches in the NFL, or Mike Zimmer. <sighs> I am not a Sean Payton fan at all. I think he's sort of an arrogant jerk. Perhaps age has mellowed him a bit, but I don't like him as a person. <laughs> but that that being said, here's why I'm going to go with Payton. Sean Payton is an offensive mind. It's 2020. If if you were to flat out come to me and say, and I believe that they're both good coaches, okay? So my starting point is both are good. But if you were to come to me and say, Judd, I can give you a defensive mind in 2020 and you can try and stop people or in a league that has skewed 
offense and values offense and values rules that help with offense. So the second choice is Sean Payton. I'm going Sean Payton, not because I like him, but because I believe that both of these guys are probably very equal as far as coaches go. But the area of expertise to me on the Payton side is more important. Yeah, if you look how both of them stack up, they're they're polar opposites, but they're also very successful at what they do in, in their own avenues. And yeah, Sean Payton's an offensive genius. He's been there forever. I think if we're just looking at humanitarian and being a good person, yes, Mike Zimmer's far and away better than, than Sean Payton. But um, I, I think Sean Payton has also benefited from playing with Drew Brees for a long time. And don't forget when he got suspended for Bounty Gate and the Saints did slip up for a little while. They weren't a very good team for a, a little bit of a run in the middle of this decade, and they struggled. So if I'm looking at it, I, I think as a body of work, Sean Payton has an advantage, but I think what Mike Zimmer's been able to do with his defense is more impressive to me considering the personnel that keeps coming in and coming out. So I would say slight advantage of Mike Zimmer, but I, I could be persuaded into Sean Payton easily. Man, again, I, I like Kirk Cousins. I like Mike Zimmer. I love Drew Brees, and I love Sean Payton as an offensive mastermind. Sean Payton has 131 career wins as an NFL head coach. He is ahead of guys like Mike Ditka, Vince Lombardi, John Madden, George Allen, Bill Walsh. I mean, he is, with another good season, he's about to jump up close to the top 20 in all-time career wins. In fact, the guys he could pass this year by just having a decent season are Pete Carroll, Hank Stram, Mike Tomlin, Tony Dungy, and come up right next to Marv Levy and uh, and Bill Cower to get into the top 20. So he is... Sean Payton is emerging as one of the top 20 all-time winningest head coaches in NFL history. And um, and what he can do with an offense and, and the innovation, again, I like Kirk Cousins for the most part. I like Mike Zimmer. I love Drew Brees as a quarterback, anyways. And, uh, and, and I love Sean Payton as a coach. So, so far, um, I've got both check marks with the Saints. Total offense going into 2020, tail of the tape, Judd Zolgad. This is pretty, pretty simple. It's the Saints. I take Breeze, Michael Thomas, and here's what I like about the Saints. So so the, the Saints saw their O-line get worked by the Vikings' um, genius coaching and schematics in, in that playoff game, right? And so the Saints immediately said, that, that will not do. We are going to go and and restructure our offensive line, which, by the way, I don't think was a disaster, but it wasn't up to snuff. And, and they immediately said, we're going to make our O-line more athletic, which I absolutely love. Because, again, it's adjusting immediately to something that is going to become a problem if you don't address it. Um, Kamara's a great player. Latavius Murray, former Viking, is a very, very solid backup. The Vikings have some nice pieces. Um, but if you were to just say to me, okay, Judd, you can have the Saints offense or Vikings offense, it's not going to take very long, especially with Diggs gone from the Vikings, for me to say, hey, you know what, I'll take that Saints offense. Yeah, Next. if you're looking at it as a whole, like Judd said, even with me being pretty bullish on the Vikings in these first two categories, the Saints offense is absolutely stacked. Michael Thomas is probably the best wide receiver in the game. And Alvin Kamara came down to earth a little bit last year, but I think Alvin Kamara is still a top five running back. He just wasn't as lethal as he was in his first early parts of his, of his career. And they have depth, and they get creative. They put Taysom Hill in weird situations, and it ends up working out very well for them. So... I think just an offensive creativity. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Saints all all day. Yeah, this is kind of kind of the same theme for me here as the first two categories, and that I really like the Vikings offense, and I think the Vikings offense is is going to be probably a a, a borderline top ten offense. But 
The Saints were top five offensively by almost any measurement, even without Drew Brees for a third of the season. Pro Football Focus actually had them as the number one overall offense. If you want to go yards per play, they were like fifth in the NFL. Um, and the fact that they just have a better offensive mastermind head coach. Although Gary Kubiak, I don't think I'm going to put Gary Kubiak on the same level as Sean Payton in terms of offensive mastermindery. But what I love about Gary Kubiak, he knows who he is as a coordinator. He knows what he wants out of his offense. And even though it might not be this, you know, spread him out and throw the ball 50 times and air it out like Drew Brees does, when you when you know what you're doing and when you're committed to what you're doing, and and when you've got guys who've been in a similar system for multiple years, it allows you to operate at a higher level. And so I do expect the Vikings to have a really good offense, but I expect the Saints to have a better offense, which brings us to total defense, tail of the tape, Vikings and Saints, Judd. Hold on a second. I gotta put the glasses on and get the notepad out. Oh, I did some research here, here because because the the immediate default should be Vikings, right? I mean the Vikings, you know, Mike Zimmer's a great coach and defense and he's gonna blah 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 blah. All right, but the Saints up front, Cam Jordan, great player. Daniil Hunter, great yeah. player too. Cam Jordan, great player. He he plays with three other first-round picks on that defensive line, okay? The Saints' biggest weakness in 2019 was the cornerback combination that they had of uh, four di- different guys, including Eli Apple, who now is gone. And that combination of corners, gentlemen, gave up 18 touchdowns and picked off only two passes. That that was a, a problem. The Giants, if you recall, late in the season, cut loose Janoris Jenkins, who came in and played a couple games for the Saints, solidified things a bit there, and now has been signed by the Saints to a new contract. Malcolm Jenkins, who is aging, but a good safety, comes back on a four-year deal with the Saints. This is actually a tougher decision than I thought it was going to be. All of that being said, and the Saints have a linebacker, at least one very good player, but all of that being said, I am going to go Vikings, but it's not huge. And here's the thing that scares me. I feel like the Saints corners are a bit more of a known. I feel, or I don't feel, I know that the Vikings are not. So if the Vikings had one or two corners who I said, yeah, that's the guy, I would definitely say Vikings. I'm going to say Vikings, but I'm going to do it with far more trepidation than I thought I would going into this exercise. I think with the Saints, it's classic New Orleans Saints opportunistic defenses, right? Like last year, they were 10th in turnovers. So they, they create a lot of turnovers, but also teams passing them a ton. They had the 30 most pass attempts against. Uh, teams carved them up through the air. And they, they were able to capitalize on interceptions and fumbles and a great lineup front. It's solid. It's definitely a really complimentary, solid defense that if an offense is top five in the league, you can roll with that and probably get to a Super Bowl and most likely win a Super Bowl. But with what Zimmer was still able to do last season with, you want to talk about depleted cornerbacks just like the Saints had. I mean, my God, the Vikings cornerbacks were awful last year. And he's still, and the Vikings were still in top five in, in points allowed and, and most major defensive categories. So I still give it to the Vikings. Like Judd said, it's maybe not as wide as we think it is as a perception, but advantage Vikings. But the Saints are, they're opportunistic, man. They can create turnovers. The last time the Saints had a defense that was even close to this good, they had to put tens of thousands of dollars in a bounty pool to inspire them to play at that level. This is the best Saints defense we've seen since Bounty Gate. And uh, some of the things that Jeb was saying about, you know, we talk about how the Vikings have great stud players at every level of that defense. You could make the case that the Saints do too. Cam Jordan as a pass rusher, uh, Demario Davis at linebacker, Judd brought up Janoris Jenkins, 
as a cornerback. And I would even say, you know, as much as he's a punchline here because of the Minneapolis miracle, Marcus Williams is graded as one of the better safeties in the NFL. He's turned into a good player. He's he's a good player. You know, he's, he's going to be remembered for the, the one moment where he inexplicably just dives to the ground and allows Stefan Diggs to score a touchdown. But, um, but I would say, you know, even with those great players, I would still take Daniel Hunter. I would still take Eric Kendricks. I would still take Harrison Smith. Like I, I would still take the Vikings best player at each level, except for maybe cornerback. Right. Um, and so I give, I give the edge defensively to the Vikings. So even though it's the best Saints defense we've seen, the Vikings, I think still have a better defense. So total team tail of the tape, you guys going Saints or Vikings? I'm going Saints. It's it's the the defense is the one place that I give the Vikings the advantage, but it's very very close. But again, I go back to offense. I said advantage Saints coaching quarterback, um, and, and I know that the last two times these teams have met in the playoffs, the Vikings have won. But all of that being said, if it's one game and they're playing, I think the Saints have more components that I would trust. Yeah, it's it's a pretty toss-up in my opinion. I think they're very, very even. And like Judd said, maybe the two more important infrastructures in head coach and quarterback and total offense is probably more in place, and that's what's sexy, and that's what really works in 2020. And the Vikings have some of that, but not all of the mojo that New Orleans has. I think it's probably safe to say the Saints are a better team, but I, I could see a slip-up where the Saints finally start coming down to earth with Drew Brees coming up, and then with Kirk Cousins finally uh, taking another step possibly in 2020, which I still think he can do, I think the Vikings can be there. But right now, if I'm just looking at it hypothetically on June 23rd, I I think it's the Saints. Uh, This is going to sound crazy, but it's the Vikings. Because every step in the playoffs the last three or four years, the Saints always have the tail of the tape advantage, and the Vikings always have their number. There's just something about Mike Zimmer's defense. The Minneapolis Miracle, though, my God. Yeah, but they shut... They shut Drew Brees down in the first half. The win in the Superdome last year was impressive. I'll, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. That was that was a legitimate, impressive win with zero flukes. I think Mike Zimmer has. I, I really think he I mean, to, to to whatever degree you can have Drew Brees' number. I think he has Drew Brees' number in these big games. And so, even with on paper the Saints are a better team in a in a one on one matchup against the Vikings for whatever reason the Vikings are better. And so, I'm going to end this by saying the Vikings are my team that I would take between the two of them. That's right. Got my, your tail, got my Vikings I was going to say, on. your tail of the tape didn't match up with your final proclamation. It did not. But you know what? Sometimes that happens in uh, professional sports. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. It's Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd, available via podcast on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com, and via YouTube at youtube.com slash scorenorth. We'll see you next time. With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life. The Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer, featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence, and it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their missile collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.